from KQED. You're listening to Queued Up. I'm Ryan Levy. Today, we're talking about self-driving cars. These used to feel like some kind of futuristic pipe dream. But now, I see them being test-driven right outside KQED's doors here in San Francisco. So clearly, autonomous vehicles are going to be a thing. But will they be a good thing or a bad thing? That's the question that KQED's Brian Watt put to Hannah Krieger, one of the authors of a new study from the Oakland-based Greenlining Institute, entitled Autonomous Vehicle Heaven or Hell? Creating a Transportation Revolution That Benefits All. Brian talked to Krieger out on the streets of San Francisco's Mission District. The lines in your report are stark. Autonomous vehicles could have us coasting around in heaven or stuck in transit hell. And you say hell is a very real possibility. So what does that look like, hell? Well, first, I do want to acknowledge that even without autonomous vehicles in the picture, our transportation system as is, is already heading towards that hell scenario. I mean, we see horrible traffic, uh, pollution, and the transportation sector is one of the greatest contributors to climate change. And then on top of that, because owning a car is so expensive, low-income people and people of color, the elderly and people with disabilities often don't have access to them and have to rely on underfunded public transportation. So add in autonomous vehicles and it gets worse? Much worse. So just imagine like those with money get to be chauffeured around on their own personal self-driving vehicles. And then meanwhile, those without money continue to struggle, get around on even worse deteriorating public transit because of ridership loss. And then to uh, speak to the economic issues, this health scenario has huge consequences on our workforce. Millions of transportation workers like truck drivers and Uber and Lyft drivers lose their jobs while the companies get to double their profits. Mm. Um, it's reported that one out of nine U.S. jobs could be impacted by self-driving technology and of course this would disproportionately impact low-income people. Um, And so if we're not really intentional about shaping this autonomous vehicle revolution, we could just see all of these existing transportation problems uh, worsened. So what about heaven? I mean, you do see the potential for autonomous vehicles improving our lives. What does heaven look like? So a heaven scenario is basically one where autonomous vehicles aren't just like a cool, new, flashy technology for the wealthy, but they're actually designed to be solving real transportation problems like unreliable mobility, pollution, uh, congestion, and high transportation costs. And so this could come in all shapes and sizes depending on the need. So in cities, we could see autonomously driven trains and buses. Um, In the suburbs and rural areas, we could see smaller autonomous shuttles and fleets. Um, And then they're designed to be accessible to all people, um, regardless of income, ability, uh, age, uh, and access to smartphones or those who don't speak English. And then in the heaven scenario, displaced transportation drivers are retrained with the skills they need to maintain and supervise this technology. Mm. Because from our perspective, it's really not enough that a car can drive itself. Autonomous vehicles should be contributing to better mobility and healthier and more livable communities and greater economic prosperity for all people. So I noticed in your report that you are discouraging the personal ownership of autonomous vehicles in favor of shared fleets of autonomous vehicles. Is that a bit utopian? 
So Americans are very connected to their cars, but the reality is that owning your own car is incredibly expensive and inefficient. Cars sit unused for the vast majority of their time, and transportation costs are the second highest expense for Americans. When you see driverless cars being tested, do you think that they are being developed so that they could just be in fleets and that the sort of wider consumer public doesn't want to buy them? So the reality is, is that car manufacturers and transportation companies see the writing on the wall and they see that younger generations are less inclined to buy a car that's incredibly expensive when there's better, cheaper, more efficient mobility options around. So General Motors uh, last year actually shut down the production of multiple conventional cars and are investing heavily in self-driving vehicles like Cruise that we see being tested right around our neighborhood here. Hmm. So you actually think that the car manufacturers themselves would be in favor of, say, shared fleets over personal ownership? Absolutely, because they can make more money on this by turning transportation into a service instead of selling a person a car once. So what can state lawmakers, regulators do as self-driving cars become more self-evident? So in addition to making sure and incentivizing autonomous vehicles to be accessible to all people, to be electric and to be shared. We also can't forget that a huge piece of this puzzle is investing in biking, walking and transit infrastructure to make it um, a more viable mobility option for people. Because what I'm excited about is autonomous vehicles are really an opportunity to revolutionize how we've been doing transportation and to prioritize uh, moving people instead of moving cars in our cities. Mm. All right. Anything else in your study that you wanted to highlight that that I haven't asked you about? Sure. So I think there's there's so much distraction and focus put on the safety aspects of self-driving vehicles. And I've taken some test rides in them and it's actually incredible technology. And I've actually felt safer in them than I would with many people driving cars. But I think what we really have to be focusing on is not necessarily the technology, but the implications of what this means for humans and for jobs and for car ownership and for climate change. Thanks to Hannah Krieger of the Greenlining Institute and KQED's Brian Watt for bringing us that conversation. What do you think will happen when autonomous vehicles hit the street in real numbers? Will we be on a highway to hell or knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door? Let me know what you think on Twitter. I'm at Ryan underscore L-E-V-I. I'm Ryan Levy. Have a good week.